feel a bit sick right now. Don't know what's going on there. Maybe you're pregnant again. No. That would add something else into the mix, wouldn't it? Let me Everyone know. I know is having three babies. Do you know the thing is, in a normal car, three child-sized car seats... They don't actually fit. They don't fit in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go back to the 1980s when we all just sat on seats. Or yeah. you wait until one of the children is old enough not to need a car seat. Don't they have to use one until they're like 13? No, it's to do with height. Oh, okay. I don't know what the height is. It's something like one... It might be one meter 34. Okay. I mean, I'm 150. So should I be in a car seat? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think you should. (laughs) Hello, you're listening to the Doing For Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie and this is Steve. Hello. Yes. So episode three. (laughs) Episode three. Yep. Each week we take a question from the Doing It For The Kids community, trying our best to answer it, but it's okay because what we don't get to answer, we get to feed in with your comments the following week. Uh, We'll tell you how you can ask questions, how you can get involved uh, later on. But that means we have to start with the comments from last week. Thank you so much for them, by the way. Last week's episode was about emotional soup. If you've not heard it, then hit pause and go back now. So, yeah, last week it was emotional soup, wasn't it? All being under one roof. Yeah, so living, working, parenting, etc. Both self-employed, in this instance, actually working together in the same business and having the kids around at the same time. Penny Winter got in touch. Hi, Penny. Hello. Penny said, I would encourage them to consider a desk in a co-working space if there's one near. That, and they might want to just embrace the fact life and work melds together and maybe not see it as a bad thing. I've never had a job, brackets, except for a year or so when I was 23. So I sometimes forget people are used to separate work lives. Life and work are one, the end, full stop. (laughs) If we're talking about emotional soup, Penny basically seems to be saying, well, emotional soup is there instead of trying to change it for a different dish enjoy the taste of yes emotional nice soup. like it yeah like we were saying last week weren't we how as freelancers it's just it's just part of the the deal in that you're always thinking about work or you're always thinking about life while working yeah but you see whilst all the ingredients are there we can change the way we serve it slightly can't we can we pick out the potato bits the way you season it yeah having a little bowl to take out the bits that you don't like, like the courgette. So <laughs> it's always the courgette. Like Penny just said, you could get a co workspace. You don't just have to put up the taste if you really don't like it. You can adjust the seasoning. Nice. And also, like, it might go down easier. No, I'm not going to continue <laughs> the metaphor. Um, but, like, maybe life would be a bit easier if you don't fight it, if you see what I mean. Like, oh, yes, yeah. there are things you can do, but if you're stuck on the idea that life and work are separate, you're never going to achieve that and you're just going to be a bit miserable because you're trying to achieve something that doesn't necessarily exist. Yeah. Alice Hollis says, my husband and I both work from home doing separate jobs. To overcome the emotional soup, my husband has an office building in the garden and I have turned the spare bedroom into my office. So both spaces are off limits to their kids. Um, He's employed full time, whereas I work three days a week. When we're at work, we're at work. We both try not to work evenings as this is our time together as a couple, although obviously sometimes you have to and we both understand that. Since Christmas, we've been trying to sneak in occasional lunch dates because getting a babysitter can be an absolute pain. The key is organisation and communication. Oh, like you've said, in fact, physical barriers, isn't it? So Mm. they've got the garden office, which I love the idea of. Mm, I want Um, one of them. Everyone wants one of them. I'd like to have a garden first, though. That'll be a winner. (laughs) That might help. (laughs) 
Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, and the lunch dates is quite interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. I always am like, oh, we, we should go out in the evenings. But you don't have to go out in the evenings. Totally yeah. see each other and do something nice during the day. No, I really like that because it totally works if you're both at home. It makes sense. Clearly, it doesn't work if you're both like, you know, coming in later. You know, one of you is working from home. I was talking to Rob after the last episode because Rob's been listening, which is a bit weird. Um, Has anyway, he? Yeah. Oh, hi, Rob. Well, it's nice, but it's a bit... It's a bit weird, isn't it? No, oh, I like Rob. Don't call yeah, him yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I like Rob too, Can't Steve. you caught him weird. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the situation of your other half listening to you have these conversations is weird. Don't you think that's weird? It's like they're peeking into another world that they shouldn't have access to. I think he's giving support. Yes, to... that's true. That's true. You're right, Steve. You're always right. And partly checking in on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I was talking to him about emotional soup. And we got into the conversation about um, working evenings. Because Janie last week worked evenings while her husband worked during the day. And we were talking about then there's the risk of becoming like ships in the night where you don't really see each other at all because one of you's doing the, the night shift, essentially. Obviously, you want to spend time with your partner, number one. But also, as your kids get older, there's like actual parenting you have to do, like beyond making them say their pleases and thank yous. And you actually need the space and time to have conversations about mm. what's going on rather than just like sneaking off into the cave, which I do a lot, to be fair. And I know you do a lot, too. Okay, and one final comment. Uh, Let's squeeze this in from Polly Tree. Hey, Polly, my partner and I are both freelance, brackets, not the same business, both working from home. We tend to have a catch up over nap time, look at our to-do list, tackle an issue together and plan the rest of a day slash week. When nap time ends, we're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Those nap times aren't going to last forever. The huddle cuddle is is yes. short short lived. That is exactly what you were talking about though. That is the, the huddle cuddle, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. They clearly schedule that into the, the downtime they've got while the kids are asleep. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a great time to do it. To do list, tackle an issue, what we're all doing, move on. Huddle Boom. then cuddle. Yeah. So how's the past week since we last met been going? You've um so you're into week two. Yeah, I'm into week two and I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm over it already. Like, I've only been going, what, nine days? This is nine days of being back at work while your husband looks after the kids scenario. Correct. So this is me working, like, literally every day, which I don't normally do. Like, I haven't done that since my kids were born. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I'm getting going in quite an intense way. Because, yeah, as a designer, particularly the projects I'm doing at the moment, they're all really creative. They're, like, really drainingly creative. Um, and I'm doing that every day. And then three days of those weeks both my children are in the flat we were talking about emotional soup but like yeah they're both around and it's a bit like oh that's a bit draining can 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 you not leave the house or is it because you this prefer to work with on my your iMac life yeah my iMac's so much quicker so I feel a bit confined to the flat which is a bit annoying anyway it's just like the com- combination of all these things and then my son's been up in the night loads for no apparent reason he's the older one by the way he's nearly four so yeah just tired but yeah it's one of those things when I come to the conclusion that it's, it's just not easy either way is it just working and having kids just isn't easy full stop maybe you need to give yourself a day off yeah Who maybe I you do you have to work those five days a week uh, my list of things <laughs> I need to do <laughs> says that and that is my own fault to be fair maybe too many things going on at the moment mm. if you're a client though it's cool it's all under control don't panic <laughs> <laughs> 
And how about you? How's your week been? Oh, you know, much of a muchness. Uh, although classic parenting thing. Like, so we do swimming lessons after school on a Wednesday. Mm. And the other week when I for once wasn't around, I was up in Manchester. We went to do the Being Freelance mm-hmm. podcast live in Manchester. So my wife had to take them swimming. Then I get a message from her saying, oh, we're not going swimming. Our son has a stomach ache. Ooh, and I was like, uh-oh. oh, okay. Fair enough, right? But then I go to take him swimming and guess what? He's fine. No, he's <laughs> oh. got a stomachache. Oh. And I'm thinking, really? You've been fine. And then like exactly a week later, you've got mm, a stomachache again. Okay. And like our daughter was like, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually I thought, well, do you know what? What if he's not? Mm. So even though I didn't believe him, and also I, I hate going swimming, so I decided to... <laughs> Any opportunity not to go. Yeah, I decided to bin it off. And so I said, fine, right, we're not going swimming. And then our daughter was like, but if we don't go swimming, I don't get to get my ice cream because we always have an ice cream after we go swimming. And I went, well, I tell you what, you can have your ice cream because you would have gone swimming and your brother won't have his ice cream. Because he's got a stomachache. Yes. Yes. Litmus test. Love it. Then I was reading to them before bed. Hmm. Instead of just doing two stories, I did three. And the third was The Boy Who Cried <laughs> Love it. He sat there silently the whole way through. At the end of it, I, I asked our daughter. <laughs> she's nearly six, by the way. He's nine. Uh, I asked our daughter, you know, what do you think that means? <laughs> she said, not to lie. I went, yes. About going swimming. No, shh. <laughs> we were keeping it subtle. <laughs> Uh, give me one minute. While Frankie has gone to um, check out our producer, let me remind you, doingitforthekids.net is the website where you can find out about everything that Doing For The Kids gets up to, like the event, sign up for the newsletter if you want to find out when the next event is. Also the blog post with all the stories, um, the links through to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Like It's all there, doingitforthekids.net, where you can also find the podcast too. I don't know whether it's there yet, but there should be a button for you to ask a question if you're thinking, how do I ask a question? Um, but speaking of questions, maybe now that the child has gone quiet, we can get on with this week's one. So, our question this week comes from Nicola Washington. Hello, Nicola. Um, she's a writer, blogger, social media manager. Uh, she says, What do you do about the friend, quotation marks, who wants some free advice and expects you to take t- a two hour round trip to meet somewhere? Mutually convenient. My preferred mate, people pay me for this shit, might not cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the point. I mean, that's now. my response, isn't it? Oh man. I mean well, okay, well there's lots to unpick, isn't there? Yeah. For example, the friend is in quotation marks. Yes. But I think my first temptation would be to send them an email saying, mate, people pay me for this shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe not that. <laughs> I'd send them an email saying, hey, I've, you know, I've got all of this client work on at the moment, client commitments, blah, 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 mm. whatever. I'm so busy. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Why don't, but back to back, why, do, <laughs> why don't you put down what question it is that you want help with in an email to me mm. and I'll see if I can help you out. And I think then the ball is back in their court. You're not agreeing to go and meet them. But actually, you will get to see what their question is, which might make you go, oh, that could be quite interesting to go and meet them. Or it could be that you, more likely, uh, can reply in an email and not that one dead. 
Yeah. Um, and also, they might even know what their question is. Like, sometimes they're just like, oh, you're doing things that I'm interested in and whatever. Let's have a chat. It's like, often they don't even know, like, why, like, what they're trying to find out. And you're not there to be a sounding board for them to work out what it is that they are doing. Like, particularly when you have such little time. But assuming, like, it's somebody that wants to use your services and potentially pay you, because that happens as well, isn't it? It's like, oh, let's meet up and have a chat about working together without really telling you what that means. <laughs> um, and again, like, you're expected to trek across London, in my case, or whatever, to meet this person without knowing, like, what it is they want, whether they have any budget, how much budget they've got. So, like, asking those questions initially, it's just, yeah, I want to know all that information. Oh, um, I know. I'm going to start talking. No, no, you're right. <laughs> I think I think what you're getting at is the fact that you you need to filter out just the same yes. as you would do with an actual client. So we might get approached by lots of clients and we have techniques and questions and whatever to try and filter them out before they take up too much of our time and we're actually on a call with them. Like so even before you end up on a call, hopefully you might have a process in place to try and filter them out. One of those could be an email reply saying, "What do you want?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, people pay. When do you want this. it? 2020. Yeah. And do you know an interesting thing about the whole email thing as well is that you might already have an answer if they do have a specific question to that question. You may have already created a blog post or a mm. video or whatever. And actually, if you haven't, then this could be a good opportunity to do that. If you like, I used to find that I kept getting asked, "How do you start a podcast, Steve?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need yeah. to start a podcast? How do I start a podcast? Right, fair enough that they come and ask me. That's nice. But actually, it's quite a long answer. There's quite a lot involved. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually, I finally got my arse into gear and wrote an answer to it. Quite a long blog post. It took me quite a long time. But what it meant was, Everybody who asks me that question, I can point them in the direction of that. And in fact, after I wrote that, a lady asked me if I wanted to go for coffee so that she could ask me about podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I sent her in the direction of that. However, she was local and, you know, I thought, well, it doesn't do any harm to meet a new freelancer. So I went out and had coffee with her anyway. But we actually skipped a load of the questions and it meant that she could refer back to it on some finer points. She knew the gear I used and all of that. You cut out the, like, introductory gump at the beginning. You yes. get straight to the heart of what she wants to know. What could have been an hour and a half conversation was a nice sort of half an hour coffee. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are other benefits as well like that that will be good for your seo or whatever like you can, yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah it's also pretty good for like concentrating your thoughts and actually helping you you know get them down and like sometimes writing helps you in solidifying your own thoughts but yeah i think like you will if you notice a pattern of people regularly asking you questions then you create those answers like how do you vlog people ask me mm. but it means that you're able to help that person without you having to take too much time out and trek over there it relates back to that phone call conversation we had the other week where we're like my time's important i'm not going to jump to yours maybe we can do this via email even if it's a friend and actually on the question of friend in quotation marks that suggests that this probably isn't that close yeah maybe a friend of a friend or like extended social yeah. group in which case definitely treat it that way i think if it was an actual friend like somebody you wanted to see then you could say um, I'm tied up with client stuff at the moment. You could even say, drop this in there. I've got consultation calls, which mm -hmm. suggests that... Maybe they could pay for one of those. And you could say, but maybe we could fix up a date for a few weeks' time or whatever it might mm -hmm. be. Hang out with the kids and while we're at the park, you can ask me whatever the heck... You know, 
I, I, like if it's actually somebody you want to see. I think it's quite a struggle because I know Nicola a bit. I would definitely relate to what she's saying in that I know we're both quite people pleasers <laughs> and mm. like want to help people and be helpful. It's quite a dangerous situation to be in when you want to be helpful all the time, particularly with like new freelancers. I think you fall into a trap of going, of course, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to everybody. I'll travel an hour to get there and tell you what I know and whatever because you're essentially you want to be nice and meet other freelancers like you said and like grow a network and there are there are perks to doing that but it does get to a point in your business particularly if you have children like I was freelancing before I had kids and had you know five days a week 10 till 6 whatever 9 to 5 no 10 till 6 to like do stuff um and so like taking an hour out or inviting somebody to my co-working space, I worked in a co-working space, to come in and chat to me for a bit was like way more realistic. Whereas now I've got two nursery days a week to get my job done. So like the idea of me taking time out for anything, frankly, it needs to be justifiable, not just for them, but for me. Like it has to be worthwhile, it has to be a two-way thing. Otherwise it's just not worth my time. And money because you are paying for that childcare for yeah, a reason. Oh yeah. So yeah, trying to be... Like basically being vigilant, but without being like a dick. I don't want to be a nasty person and I want to help them ultimately, but it has to be mutually beneficial, I guess. But as you're right in that if I could create tools to point people to, that would be one way to deal with that. It's more time efficient, isn't it? And if you send that email and you know what they actually want and it is something you could help them with and you want to talk about it and you're not going to write that blog post, well, then maybe they can come to you. You can just say... I'm busy with blah, blah, blah. But if you want to come over here, like we can have lunch next Thursday and chat about this. Yeah. But, and then give it a hard end. Uh, yeah. People seem <laughs> I've to got say. a meeting at two, so. Yeah, uh, people yeah, say that totally. to me on conference calls. Um, I've got a hard end at 11. <laughs> a hard end? <laughs> um, this is what happens in the corporate world. Oh, and, um, that's amazing. You can say that after you, you know, after your lunch. Like I've, 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 I've got yeah, to I have end, to yeah. get back to my hard end <laughs> at two. <laughs> Sorry, I've lost it. <laughs> totally lost it. I think in summary, you just have to be a bit more ruthless when you've got kids, basically, because you, like your time is important to you as a freelancer, full stop. But when like you've got such limited time and you're paying for that time, you've just got to be like, nah. But you're right, it's all about solutions, isn't it? That's just the approach to life. No, I can't do that, but here's what I can do. This is it. It's how, how you phrase that back. Yeah. But, you know, because the fact is, is that actually being nice and helping people, A, is a good thing to do mm. and can help your business. You know, it's, it's good to do those things. And generally, like, honestly, I don't want to travel in a two-hour round trip for someone who is paying me. You can't <laughs> do yourself over by being too nice. Yes, exactly. Um, and look at that. We did that whole thing without even broaching the topic of working with friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other ball game, isn't it? Oh, mate. That can of worms will break the 20 minute marker. If you've got a comment, uh, an experience, something to add, then please let us know your thoughts. You can use the hashtag DIFTK podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can join the conversation within the Doing It For The Kids community on Facebook. If you need a bit more podcast related fun in the next week, then go and listen to Being Freelance, hosted by Steve Fulland. It is amazing. Thank you so much for your question. It was a good question. I like that. Yeah, great one. (laughs) Although I do still feel like... Mate, people pay me for this shit. It should be a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Or even on a business card. <laughs> like, yes. I quite like that. So, 
yeah, is that everything? I guess. <laughs> <laughs>